Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Line Outdoors. On the mic with you this evening. Going to bring with you a message that um, I got to tell you, I'm just kind of struggling a little bit. I've got stuff stacked knee deep, um, but struggling with where to fit them. I'm, I'm, you know, I try to follow the leading of the spirit, and and I I sat down in here earlier this evening um, before while Rhonda was cooking dinner for us, and I. I just sat here. I could not come up with a message that sounded like it was fitting for today. Uh, just wasn't happening, so kind of shut everything down. We went and fixed a plate, had dinner, and just sat in there. And I uh, wound up opening up my Bible app on my phone and and just kind of thinking through some things that have been on my heart, been on my mind, and came across some scripture. Actually, looked some scripture up specifically. Uh, for for kind of where I've been in my head and in my heart lately, and um, and sure enough, I put together a message, and that's what I'm going to share with you tonight. I believe this is something that God's going to speak deeply into us. We need to pay close attention to, especially for the time frame that we are in today. I titled this tonight: Myths, Fables, and Fairy Tales. Now, if I'm going to take you through some history here, imprisoned in Rome yet again. The Apostle Paul felt lonely and abandoned. Paul recognized that this earthly life was likely coming to an end soon. So so here he sets in in prison once again. I mean, he spent a lot of time in prison. Paul was, uh, he was very faithful to his message, uh, the message that God had put upon him. And he got ridiculed for it, and he got beat for it, and he got imprisoned for it. He spent lots of time in prison and shackles and dungeons. And so here he is again, knowing that his earthly life was likely coming to an end. So we go to the book of Second Timothy. And these are this is essentially Paul's last words. So you need to catch this. So Paul looked past his own circumstances to express concern for the churches and specifically for Timothy. Paul wanted to use his last words to encourage Timothy and all other believers to persevere in faith and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul's the one that said to count it all joy when we went through persecution and trial. Uh, that It's difficult for us to do, but you look at, at, at Paul and some of the stories of Paul where he's imprisoned, and at midnight they're singing hymns and praises to God, and and God actually breaks them loose, yet they didn't run away. They served their sentence until released, right? So there's a lot of things going on with, with, when, when Paul talks about persevering in faith to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Paul encourages Timothy to remain passionate for Christ and to remain firm in sound doctrine. Paul reminds Timothy to avoid ungodly beliefs and practices and to flee from anything immoral. There's a big theme going on with all of that, uh, to, to not buy into any ungodly belief or practice, and literally to flee anything immoral. I'm going to take you to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 5. This is a pretty common passage of Scripture, uh, at least it is for me. I have ministered this a lot, but I want to share with it again tonight. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 5 says this, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word as an official messenger. Now, again, he's writing this to Timothy, but I want us to kind of reflect on the fact that I want us to, to think he's writing this letter to each of us. You might say, well, wait a minute, I'm not a preacher. 
Yeah, but you're called to go into all the world and preach the gospel. So technically, yeah, you're called to be a preacher. You're called, and if you really want to look at the word pastor or preacher, it's servant, it's messenger. So so we are called to be such. So it says, preach the word as an official messenger. Be ready when the time is right. And I love this part. And even when it is not. Be ready when the time's right, but also be ready when the time is not. Keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or even inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome. We're to preach the word. We're to share the message of Jesus Christ. We're to share hope and truth when the time's right, when it's not right. And we need to have this urgency that we look for opportunity, whether it's favorable or unfavorable, whether it's convenient or inconvenient, and whether it's welcome or unwelcomed. We need to be ready for that. It goes on to say, correct those who err in doctrine or behavior. Now, listen, this is where a lot of people like to throw in that judge not lest you be judged. Well, this is what he's saying. We are to correct those who are off in their doctrine or their behavior. Now, you got to be careful how you bring correction. But using God's word is the easiest to point out truth. So correct those who err in doctrine or behavior. Warn those who sin. Again, this is something we're being told to do. We're to warn those who are in sin. And again, Scripture is the best way to do that. Exhort and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity. This is another thing we ought to be paying close attention to, because oftentimes we like to kick aside those who aren't quite ready or those who are immature in their faith. But we are actually to exhort them, we're to encourage them, we're to help lift them up, we're to help build them up, we're to teach them. Again, just like it says, correction and warnings for those who are, who are growing towards spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience. There's you a good word. Inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. So we're to correct, we're to warn, and we're to exhort and encourage with inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. I love how he ends this. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth. I do believe we are in that time today. I believe that's what prompted this message today. I've spoke of this frequently, that we're in a time when people won't tolerate sound doctrine. They won't tolerate truth. They won't tolerate accurate instruction that, that challenges them using God's truth. But wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, we're standing in a time where that's exactly what's happening in a lot of our churches and a lot of our ministries today is, is these so-called leaders have, have literally began to produce messages that do nothing but, but make people feel good. That do nothing but, but, and then they may even use scripture, but they simply don't bring about anything that's convicting. They'll accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support the errors they hold. And they will turn their ears away from the truth 
and will wander off into myths and man-made fictions and will accept the unacceptable. Man, oh man. Again, I see this in a, in a huge way. I see it all over posts and social media. Watered-down gospel. I hear the messages being preached off of pulpits and platforms and stages that, that is simply a, a watered-down version of God's truth, and it's not penetrating anyone's heart because it's getting stuck in their ears. But he goes on to say this, and I, this is what I want us to understand tonight. But as for you, everyone within the sound of my voice tonight listening to this podcast, but as for you, be clear-headed in every situation. Stay calm and cool and steady. Endure every hardship without flinching. Ooh, that's going to get tough, right? We're to be clear-headed in everything around us. We're to stay calm and cool and steady. Remember that bottle of water I just talked about instead of being a bottle of pop? We need to remember that bottle of water. We need, No matter how shook up we get, when we uncork a bottle of water, it's still the same bottle of water it was before it got shook up. Endure every hardship without flinching. Do the work of an evangelist. You know, I label myself as an evangelist today, an outdoor evangelist, because I travel and speak with kind of unique messages from time to time, and I love the outdoors, and I blend my passion for the outdoors with my passion for Christ. So I am an evangelist, but he's literally saying, remember this was, but as for you, so as for all of us, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill the duties of your ministry. Whatever God has called you to, whatever he's set before you, that's your calling, that's your ministry. You're to fulfill the duties of such. See, in the end times, there's going to be both intense persecution and apostasy from the Christian faith. Paul closes with an intense plea for believers to stand firm in the faith and to finish the race strong. It, it's really easy to get sidetracked in Christian life today. It's really easy to buy into something that's simple, that, that doesn't require us to do anything drastic, that maybe doesn't even require us to change. And unfortunately, that's being poured out all over our nation today, but that's not it. Don't get sidetracked into something that's not a truth. We have to keep our eyes on the prize, being rewarded in heaven by Jesus Christ. Remember what it says in Revelation, to all those who overcome, to those who endure till the end, it's those who will sit at the right hand of the Father. We must strive to avoid both false doctrine and ungodly practices. We've got to clear our head. We've got to clear our heart. We've got to clear our minds and, and simply follow God's truth. This can only be accomplished by being grounded in our knowledge of God's word and firm in our refusal to accept anything that is unbiblical. Listen, we're to, we're to wage everything. We're to weigh everything. We're to, we're to judge everything according to the Word of God. Don't, don't take anybody's word for anything. If it does not line up to, with the Word of God, cast it out. Wash your hands of it. Always challenge anything you're taught against the Word of God, including my words. Don't ever take a person's word. Always challenge it against the Word of God. You know, I've, I'll try to warn people often when I'm using the MOV, which is my own version, because I try to make things understandable to me. But you must always, always, always weigh my messages against the Word of God. 
If they're not lining up with the word that God has put forth before us, cast it away. There's no sense in sitting under teaching that is not biblically sound and godly. That's what he's simply saying to us today. The only way we'll know this is if we're grounded in the word of God ourselves. Get into the word. Man, there's so there's so many easy ways to do this today. That, that Bible app that I, I refer to often, uh, I'm, I'm doing studies with people all the time. You don't even have to do it with somebody, although it's a little more interesting. You can always just engage in, in, a, in a, a Bible study or a devotion that, that sounds interesting to you. Get into his word. Let his word penetrate your heart because it's through his word that we'll know when something is truth or untruth, whether it's biblical, unbiblical, whether it's, whether it's you know, solid or unsolid. That's where we have to be today. I want to encourage you to simply take a look at all of what I've just said. Here's Paul speaking this out of, out of a prison. Don't buy into a myth. Don't buy into a fable or any fairy tale that's being spilled out to you today. It's got to line up biblically with God's truth. It's, it's through his truth that we'll see the captive set free. That's, that's what we're seeing on a regular basis when it's solid word. This weekend, I ministered a message in a park in Carthage, Missouri. And at the end of that message, I gave an altar call, and, and there was one particular lady that nearly ran to the front. We're in a park full of people. There were several hundred people there. She didn't care. There, there, there was something struck her, and God's Spirit draw her out of her darkness, and, and she was set free Sunday in the park in Carthage, Missouri. That, that, it's surrender. We must surrender our hearts to the Lord and allow him to set us free. And it's through his truth that we'll be set free. Man, thank you guys so much for following our messages. Thank you for, for praying for Rhonda and I. Thank you for supporting us. If you want to support us financially, you can do so. Uh, com on our website. All of our giving links are right there. You can just click the button. takes you right to the giving app. Simple. Uh, there's a simple give app. That's the easiest possible way you can give to us. Uh, you can do through PayPal. You, there's an address. You can send us a check. Whatever you want to do, whatever you need to do. We've got a Venmo. We've got a Cash App. We've got all kinds of ways you can give to us if you feel led to support us financially. I want to assure you that all the monies that come into this go right back out in ministry. Uh, they cover some of our travel expenses. They might cover uh, supplies and things that we need to give to people. Uh, whatever it may be, we support missions. We support missionaries. And we're always giving. That, that's the coolest part of this ministry is God's allowing us to give. But he's allowing you to give as well. And here's a great place to invest. Amen. I know. And Rhonda and I pray over you that God will bless you in the same measure in which you give. He'll give back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over be poured right into your lap. Please continue to pray for us as we process our calling and, and we pursue his heart in everything that we do. Amen. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.